What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where two good buds talk about one good album for a good amount of time, except Usually. for today. Usually. Usually that's our that's our MO, that's our agenda. But today we got a fucking we got the return of the chit chats, baby. Oh yeah. It's been a while. We're, we're, it's been a while. It's been a while. I think our last chit chat was about video game soundtracks, if I remember correctly. Was that the last one? Um, it was a while ago. In any case, we're bringing them back. Chit chats, or we just talk about general music topics, maybe very specific mu- niche music topics. Uh, we just kind of go around the globe with it. But today, we're talking about songs from television commercials that stood out to us yes and we it's gonna be an interesting uh like list of my commercials versus your commercials a because we both grew up in different parts of Texas. yeah yeah um and b because we grew up in different generations kind of so i'm curious to here like where because we're talking about com- like songs that we first heard in commercials right where it's like we know these songs because these are licensed yeah, songs yeah, yeah. that were like in commercials all the time so growing up like there were s- specific genres of music that were just all over commercials whenever i was growing up and because yeah. of that i dismissed that music those genres for so long and but but no, there are even even as a person who just hates commercials of any kind, I just I there I used to be like, oh, Old Spice is fun. No, I don't care about that anymore. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't listen to commercials. I don't watch like cable. I don't like have ads on a lot of services. Um. So it's also the all my picks are gonna be from like the same era. Of like sure. this span of five years where I was like watching TV a lot, you know, and I was impressionable about my music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All of mine are going to be from same, like uh, probably elementary school up until like high school is when I stopped watching like traditional TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's around that time. So uh, probably like for me, it was like uh, 2008 to 2012 or something like that. So you have, uh, you have a list of songs that you want to talk about, but are those, are you, were you like me where the fact that these songs were in commercials was why you, did you just, did you dismiss them like I did? Or did you discover songs that you liked because of commercials? I, it, it was definitely, all of these also happen to be good commercials. And I think oh, that's okay. probably part of why the song won me over. See, all the minor, first... like fucking pickup truck commercials and shit. Like, <laughs> I with the ones I picked, it these are all I think very iconic picks. I think you'll recognize why I picked them if you recognize the commercial. Um, but also, these are all songs that I've gone to independently and enjoyed separate from the commercial. <laughs> okay, yeah, because that. It's gonna. This is gonna be an interesting conversation. I almost want to figure out like how we should start it because there the all the all the songs that were in these commercials when I was growing up, I dismissed them because to me they were just commercial songs. Um, but later in life, I rediscovered them from like 
a music mm. fan perspective. And I started, it was a completely different lens that I was listening through, like a different filter. And I was, and it was crazy when I got into specific, these specific genres that I was so dismissive of when I was growing up because they were so prevalent on TV um, that like when I started discovering those genres and like deep diving into them, that's when I started being like, oh my God, that was in that commercial and that song was in that commercial and that song was in that commercial. And so it's like, how about. I kind of want to hear, like, let's start going through your list of the specific songs that really stood out to you and, like, grew on you or whatever. Because yeah. I'm curious if it's going to be, if any of them are going to be in the genres that I'm talking about. And then I also want to get into my perspective in commercial because I work in advertising and marketing. So when I started working in that field after college, I got a new perspective into why these songs seem to be so prevalent and these genres seem to be so prevalent in commercials. So I want to like provide that context a little bit as well. So let's go, let's just start going through your list. Cool, man. Well, the first one I immediately thought of when we kind of came up with this premise is from a series of very iconic, very famous iPod commercials. The ones where with the shadows dancing, the silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah, The silhouette dancers. I think they probably made, 10 or 15 of these with different songs, you know, pretty much the same idea. The one I saw, uh, silhouettes dancing around, having a little time playing the song flathead, uh, by the Fratellis. Oh, that was the song. Like that was the song in those commercials. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That's what they were dancing around to. I, I don't know if you recognize, if you remember how that song goes, remind me, uh, but it has that kind of swingy feel just because she feeds me well. And she made nocturne in a pink hotel. The kind of explosives. And it starts and rocking so, and it kind of opens up. Yeah. 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 yeah for Telly's Chicago band, you know, I was it's, aware of them, but I didn't know that they were, that was who was in those commercials for like, you know, five years or something. It's an easy pick. It's a very danceable song. It's very active. Gives you a lot of freedom. Uh, I just love these commercials. I thought they were so cool when they came out. They were. A very specific vibe. Um, and iPod was this crazy new thing that people couldn't really get a grasp of. Dude, but then people... after this, sorry, go ahead. After this commercial, uh, I went on to really enjoy uh, some of the Fratelli's like music like costello music is one of my in my top like probably 50 favorite albums damn for the fratellis are up there for you yeah the That's first so album i i really liked it i got into them in college uh they were one of the it's like when i was getting into arkles and young the giant and like mm. those are you know arctic monkeys and all that i started getting into that when i was like 18 or 19 and the fratelli's yeah. kind of bubbled back up but it, you know it's not a, it's it's not a, a an overstatement or an exaggeration to say that those ipod commercials were fucking iconic and they got everyone psyched on those things like people do not understand yeah. nowadays how awesome ipods were when they came out like how like it changed my life I, <laughs> you I, know because before that uh, like, what did you have? Like a like a Walkman, like right. a, a a Discman or whatever. You, I literally would have CDs in my backpack that I would bring yeah. with me to school right. so I could listen to music when I was walking around. Yeah, and and 
it's it's a very simple commercial. It's it's the easiest thing you could yeah. probably make. It right? was probably Get someone so in cheap. a green morph suit or like a blue morph suit in a green screen, and then just like maybe not a morph suit, but I just very plain, simple colors dancing around. Yeah. Um. But they cha- they focused on picking very good music for it. I think they also the uh, uh, those commercials also uh, showed me. I crashed my car to the bridge. I watched that let it burn. Oh my god! Like when that song came out, the ting ting or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, Shut up and let me go. Brink, yeah, brink, dude. Brink, brink, that just brings me back to Paxson. I get fucking Paxson post Paxson traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> PP it brings you SD. back. PP T. I don't know. Yeah, it's it doesn't yeah. matter. That uh, I I love those songs. Um, no, dude, and it's weird too because at the time when those commercials were out, also, I don't know if you ever saw Kill Bill, but um, no, I hadn't. There was a scene in Kill Bill where it's completely backlit and everyone's a silhouette and they're like sword fighting, and it was right at the same time when those commercials were out, and I was just like, whoa, this is like in the zeitgeist right now that people are like doing this cool imagery, you know. Even though that was a Tarantino was referencing like a super old Kung Fu movie, but still like super simple, like commercial and idea, but so fucking uh, like they nailed it, you know, like they pulled it off so yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Dang, so an iPod commercial showed you one of your favorite bands of all time. I, they For the longest time, that album was in my top 10. They were one of my favorite bands. Wow. I don't. I don't really like any of their later stuff past the first album. I think that's yeah. just me. I think they've made good stuff. I, it's just not the Fratellis that I love. They kind of remind me of the Kooks. Same kind of. You ever listen to Kooks? Um, were they the one that had uh, 29 Fingers? I don't know. I'm not a music historian. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not an yeah, encyclopedia. I mean, just like, the vibe of like the vines and yeah, like uh, the hives and other other kind of groups like that. I don't know I if they were. I don't know if they were actually Brit rock or if they were just like wanted to be British. You know, like those types of dudes. Um, I I mean they they said pub so. Pub it's, yeah, it's we went to the some pub. kind of foreigner man. Yeah, gross. Uh, MAGA, um, dude. So one of mine. Actually, this is one of the first ones that I thought of, and uh, and it's mm. it's a song that I've completely turned around on because I fucking hated this song for the longest time oh, because man. it was in like every pickup truck commercial in Texas, like in the '90s, and it was so annoying. Can you guess what is it? Is, is it a Black Keys song? No, that was later. Black Keys okay. like didn't start. Okay. Yeah, that was like 2000s when they became a Ford fucking advertising band. Um, it was Led Zeppelin's immigrant song. Really, dude. Led Zeppelin oh, was in man. so Led Zeppelin was in so many commercials when I was a kid. And I, I yeah, dude, whole lot of love, uh, immigrant song, cashmere, like all of those were just and and weirdly enough in like car commercials all the fucking time. And I hated immigrant song. For the longest fucking time because of it. I mean, I still kind of do. I uh, don't for, love for it. For other reasons. Yeah, I don't love it, but I can listen to it and not feel this, like, like my, you know, tension through my whole body. 
I did you I mean do you still associate that song with like all pickup truck commercials? I don't I don't only associate that song with pickup truck commercials. I associate that song with commercialism in general. That song is used in Damn. so much shit. Um like School of Rock off the top of my head, uh Thor Ragnarok like I I mean yeah sure any you know, movie with like properties. a rock vibe to it yeah it's in there somewhere and it's a fun rock song you know it's like lively and energetic and everything and i fucking hated it i hated led zeppelin for the longest time because of that and then college came around and i started smoking weed and someone played me you know led zeppelin 4 or something and i was like whoa i like i used to give so many so many friends shit when they wore a led zeppelin shirt in high school i I mean, it's it's tough going back on them. I also had a classic rock upbringing, uh, but I think they are one of the good bands from that era. One For one sure. of the very few that I could still listen to that I think still like generally holds up. That that they're one of the examples of also a genre that I was very dismissive of because they were in commercials all the time, which is classic rock. When yeah. I was growing up, classic rock was just in. Every fucking commercial, there was some fucking, you know, Eric Clapton song or, you know, fucking Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith or whatever. Rolling Stones. And I'm just like, okay, so to me, when when I was seeing all that, even at like 10, 11, 12 years old, I was I thought these motherfuckers are sellouts just putting their music on commercials, you know? Sure. Yeah. To the, to I the mean, point. Like- Go ahead. <laughs> like 40 years after they made the songs. like That's what I mean. I'm finally, like, this oh, point, now like, they're finally sellouts. Yeah, right? It's it, Yeah, I, I didn't understand when I was a kid, you know? But to me, I, I thought they were just all sellouts. They were selling the sure. music to commercials. And I was so... I so had no respect for any band that I heard in a commercial when I was growing up. That when my band got offered uh, a contract or whatever to be in a commercial to like have one of our songs in a fucking like what was it like head and, not head and shoulders the one where the women were like orgasming in the shower when they were washing their hair remember those commercials just some shampoo commercial I guess some, yeah uh, they wanted one of our songs in that commercial and I fucking refused oh my god <laughs> I thought y'all had a fucking song about selling out we did <laughs> <laughs> what the that was fuck on this, are you, what the fuck were y'all on we wrote that we wrote the the sellout song on our second album because we we the song that they wanted was from our first record that we made and and we i completely fucking regretted not not signing the contract and getting money <laughs> <laughs> so we wrote a song about like we can't wait to fucking sell out like please give us another opportunity and we never got yeah sure yeah but that was Patrick Rock was one of those things that I was like, dude, it's just cheesy, it's lame, it's sellout music, it's you know played out, it's so played out, it's in fucking commercials, you know, is what I was thinking. And then later on, when in college and later on in my adult life, I'm like, dude, I'll fucking I'll jam to Jethro Tull and Sticks and you know any '80s music. I hated '80s music for the same reason. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what's another song for you? Uh, another song you from that me. I hate it. I love I love this juxtaposition that you're these are songs that you love 
that you heard from commercials. And, and I'm telling you all yeah. this shit that I hated growing up. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to... I don't know, man. If you hear a commercial enough, whatever song is in it, you're just going to hate. You know? So it's kind of uh, yeah, hard for sure. me to pick out specific songs that were like a bad... It, just a bad song without having that like context behind it. I feel like there's uh, not a lot of licensed music and commercials these days. Not nearly as much. I feel like as when we were growing up. Um, I wouldn't know. I really don't watch. Yeah. I don't like watch commercials. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> You're right. Um, this, this second one, I think I don't, uh, it's, it's in that same era. I think it was kind of an iconic commercial. Do you remember the uh, Kia Soul hamsters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what was so it? It was this was one of the song, iterations right? of that. It was like a dance song. Um, hmm? It was like a dance song, right? Um, no, this one is a hip-hop song. Oh. I, I remember seeing it in a movie theater, and I loved this, the song in the commercial so much, I remembered it through the movie, and... It was like the first thing I looked up on YouTube when I got home. Um, and it's The Choice is Yours by Black Sheep. Uh, no, I got to look it up now. I, I think you'll it. recognize it. It starts off with that bass line. Here they come, yo. Here they come. Who's the black sheep? And the black sheep. You know, oh, that for sure. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, and it's got the hamsters there just like rolling around town, driving around, dancing, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You reminded me of the commercial, the Mitsubishi commercial with the girl dancing, her like rave dancing in the in the passenger seat of the car, and it was like, I think the song was like, "Never mind, and still I think of you." Oh yeah, that shit. Days when I couldn't live my, <laughs> life, live my life without you. you. Yeah. yeah, and it was like Dave made fun of it. That's a great fucking song. Uh, <laughs> definitely liked that song. When I saw it in the commercial, but uh, yeah, that's a great hip hop track, dude. I think so, man. And I, I know it's like, it, like with all of these, I don't like commercials and I don't like, I I try not to let ads get to me just because yeah. it's all like, you're trying to sell me something. I can't feel good about like enjoying an ad anymore. Um, like I did when I was like, yeah. like middle school. Doesn't it feel um, like like you feel like a fucking like a dope if you fall if you fall for an ad? Like, doesn't it make you feel you're I, just like I'm not gonna fall for this shit? Yeah, just because it's like I don't know. They it, like they're all they're trying to do is to get you to like the ad a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. like that. That's everything about it, and it's just it feels like you got tricked into liking something yeah yeah um, like, and it works because then you see that you know you see the fucking bag of jack links beef jerky when you're at the you know gas station you're like oh they have those funny yeti commercials you know yeah. like, and dude can we we need a just a quick second we need to talk about how tim and eric ruined commercials for the last like <laughs> two years can we talk about that i i mean was it them or was it like Old Spice? No, Old Spice did it because of Tim and Eric. All of this absurd, off the wall, the, oh, those weird ass Skittles commercials, 
all the yeah. Old Spice commercials, Jack Links. Like, there's yeah. God, there's so many more that I, don't know, I can't even remember. It's all Tim and Eric's fault. All this absurdist comedy, this like super esoteric, weird, random. It's like it's funny because it's random. You know, it, it was just dude, and it's still going. There are still commercials like that. It's 2024. Yeah, no, it's for sure. Insane. Dude, I watched a commercial the other day. I saw a Jack Link's commercial that it's like a dude was in a in a public bathroom and he's pissing and for some reason also eating beef jerky while he's Yeah, sure, whatever. Sure. And then you're like, "Hey, let's not shame people for I, eating while they <laughs> I didn't know we had to start got, canceling people really. for where they eat jerky now." <laughs> But okay. Like, I don't need to defend myself. Okay. Like, let's just, so the dude takes a bite of jerky and the, the Sasquatch like grows out of his back and like comes out of his back and starts pissing like a fire hose to the other side of the public bathroom. And it like breaks a urinal off the wall. And I'm like, dude, this is a commercial for beef jerky. And they had like fire hose powered piss it's the weird mm. like we're in such a weird place with commercials right now that commercial where it's just a bunch of middle-aged women sitting on a toilet talking about pooping have you seen this one no and it's like it's supposed to be funny because it's literally it's just women taking a shit and going i'm a woman and i'm on tv and i'm pooping and it's and then the next woman's just like i love pooping Pooping is one of my favorite things to do. And it's all for like these multivitamins that help with like digestion or fucking pooping or whatever. But I'm like, dude, where are we as a, (laughs) as a culture that it's like now these types of commercials are like, yeah, you know how many dude. Okay. So let me give you my perspective about advertising here. I worked at an agency for like a few years. Um, I still work in marketing, but I haven't worked agency side in probably 10 years at this point. Um, And But when I was there, I realized that it's really hard, at least like, you know, seven, eight years ago when I was there, it was really hard for the the creative directors and the creative teams to introduce anything that was at all sort of challenging or off the wall or a little weird for any brands. Like I worked for, I, I did Chipotle's media when I was there. So like I worked with creative teams to come up with Chipotle commercials and and print ads and all this stuff and they were so like protective of their brand they didn't let any of the creative people do like anything creative you know and so when i see commercials now when it's like you know it's eight women in a commercial talking about how much they love taking shits i i always think the first thing i think of i'm just like do you understand how many eyes and how many people had to approve that for it to end up on a tv commercial like they spent weeks filming it probably and editing it and you know getting it ready for tv like there are so many moments for them to go guys is this a good idea should we is this the well is this the idea that we should be going with and people just there's so many weird commercials that just like get on the air now that i'm thinking i'm like dude at least 20 30 people if not much more than that 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 crossed their desk and they were like yeah i approve this well i I have not seen this commercial. If it is really just three women talking about vitamins while actively shitting, um, <laughs> it might. It, there, there is a surefiredness to a 
purposefully bad commercial, right? And like Um, if something is like controversial or just comically bad, then there's a chance it could get posted on Twitter and it could get viral and people make memes about it. And true, I mean, literally, stuff is being created right now. Like content is being created right now just for that purpose, just to get rage clicks and rage bait and stuff. It's insane. Uh, so I don't know, like uh, things, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who makes the big decision on like what I, I think you just fucking nailed it. And I had never thought about this before that every commercial is trying to get viral now. That's gotta be it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just more advertising. Yeah, free advertising. Like, oh my god, have you guys seen this fucking pooping commercial? You know, and all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. Like, I never thought about that—that they're trying to get viral. That, like, you just fucking blew my mind. So, and that's like that's probably what we've always been trying to do, um, in a way, is like make a commercial that's very weird and rememberable, get people to talk about it. But now, in an age where we can make things go viral eight times a day, yeah. there's it maybe there's just more opportunity there's more potential for uh these companies to say let's go down that route of trying to make something that will make people talk about us <laughs> that makes even so if it's much, shit that makes so much sense that companies would be more willing to be playful with their brand because it's like hey yeah i know that we sell life insurance but if we come up with this really goofy funny commercial then like we go viral and then that's free advertising for us like that. I should have known that <laughs> I should have figured that out as a marketer, as an advertiser. But I, that's what that's well, my complicated and, relationship with advertising, though, too, because I've been working in it for over a decade, but I don't like it. I don't like marketing or advertising. So it's like I have this love hate relationship with it, because while I don't enjoy the practice of it or actually working in it, I do enjoy analyzing commercials a lot and I love hating on commercials and you know, me and Christina will literally comment on commercials while we're watching them. Cause like, for us, it's like, it's kind of fascinating to be like, Oh my God, like how do they come up with that slogan? That's so dumb or, you know, or, and, and we give kudos to commercials that are actually good too, but sure. I love hating on it and I love analyzing commercials and everything. So it's like, it's the, like the, the angst that I feel towards advertising and marketing and everything. It's like, I take it out when I see a bad commercial and I'm just like, that was fucking stupid. And I'm going to talk about for the next 10 minutes, why I thought that was a stupid commercial. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know, man. Ugh. <laughs> you know, well, let me, uh, let me veer off to my next kind of set of songs that I hated hearing in commercials when I was growing up. And these always sure. showed up in like, um, like commercials for prescription medicine, and for uh, it was always like old people shit that these that these this genre always showed up in in commercials, and it was Motown music, like Stevie sure. Wonder and the Temptations, and you know, yeah. like, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting so many because I love Motown, but. Yeah, at the time, I was just like, this is just lame old people. Like, and and also they would sometimes show up in um, stuff that wasn't necessarily targeted to like seniors. And even when I was a kid, I always thought, who is this for? Like, why are you putting this fucking, you know, Al Green song in 
this commercial that it's like meant to want me to go to Domino's or something. You know, I'm just like, who is this for? Like, what? Like, who? Why are you using these old ass songs? And then once I, man, once I got to college, a friend of mine got me really into Curtis Mayfield. That was my kind of entry mm. into soul and, and Motown and funk and all that. And then I just went yeah. down this like rabbit hole and I would, I had subs in my car. So I would be bumping like tears of a clown and Bernadette and like all these classic Motown songs and just like roll. Yeah. I would, I should have been in a fucking low rider, you know, but I was in a Toyota matrix fucking jam into Stevie wonder and, uh, <laughs> and I completely turned around on it, but it was the cheesiest shit to me as a kid when I heard it in commercials. I, I had never really, I think I got the tail end of that. I think I remember there being a couple songs that were using that mu- music, but for the most part, uh, the ads that I've gone through my whole life have been pretty absent of all that. Um, yeah, you're sure young. just like you're too young for Motown to show up in your commercials. I guess so. I'm, I'm not nostalgic for Motown yet. Did you ever uh, get into it? Yeah, I played a show um, in the the Paul Green School of Rock, Austin, Texas. We played a uh, Motown versus Stax show. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. We did Temptations. We did uh, Stevie Wonder. I, any Anyone you can think of. We did one or two songs by them. Who was on um, Stax Records? What were they known for? Because they're based out of Memphis, right? Um, I used to know. I probably did that show 10, 12 years ago. It's been so long. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, dude, Booker T and the MGs, Big Star, Isaac Hayes. Oh, so, okay, so Stax was kind of... Am I wrong? Is Stax not Memphis? I I do not know. Now would be a great time to find out. Yeah, I'm on their website, but it's not telling me where... Oh, yeah, Memphis. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so it was kind of like southern soul music and funk. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Otis Redding. Um, okay, so uh, you, you don't have nearly the same relationship that I do with with uh, Motown. No. Uh, I, I There were a good amount of songs I liked from it, but uh, aside from like the hits of those companies, I, I didn't really get too deep into any of the artists. Well, this leads me to my next part about working in advertising. And I'll just go into that really quick. So whenever I was in the agency in Austin, um, I was involved in a lot of those creative conversations about this is our idea for this commercial. And when they're pitching the idea for the commercial, they're also pitching the music that's going to go in it. Like that's part of the whole thing. It's like, and we're going to be playing this, this song, you know? Yeah. And uh, the, every time that there was someone pitching to the client, an idea. It was always the creative director and the creative director is always going to be, you know, someone later on in their career. So they're, they're a little older. Right. So every creative director that I worked with at that time was maybe mid forties to early sixties. Mm. And all the songs that they wanted to put in their commercials, especially like the mid 40 dudes were 80s songs. And I was, yeah, that it was so random 
But I'm just like, why are you? Why do you always want to have an '80s? And I went up to the one that I thought was the coolest one, and uh, and I asked him one time, why do you? Why is it always that you want to put a fucking '80s song like Duran Duran or you know Billy Idol or whatever? Yeah. And he was like, well, that was the music I grew up with. That's a, that's the music I grew up on. So I I want to like I I love that music and I want to you know put it in this commercial. It's the it's always the first thing I'm going to think of. And I started thinking, I'm like, oh my God, that explains why when we were growing up, especially me, I'm like almost 10 years older than you, when, yeah. why classic rock and Motown was so prevalent. Because the creative directors were in their 40s and 50s, and that's the music that they grew up on. Yeah. And why, like, I mean, I'm sure they didn't do it in lieu of their core demographic. I'm sure if they were going. Oh, it never mattered. No, it never mattered. No, that's what I mean. Like I would, you know, Led Zeppelin was on shit for, you know, not, there's not only 40 and 50 year olds that are buying pickup trucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what it never made sense to me. I was just like, who is this for? Like, I you no one's playing silver chair in a commercial, you know? So why the fuck would I want to buy this pickup truck? Like no one's putting Lincoln park, you know, in a Gaddy's commercial. You should have. You know how how fucking cool would that have been? Yeah, that's. So, I guess that's just. It's always gonna steadily age with the passing of the guard. Yeah. Now we're hearing a lot of '90s hip hop in commercials, and and a lot of like grunge, and you know like early 2000s pop music. Uh, it's they're they're redoing fucking Backstreet Boys songs for you know fucking underwear commercials. Like they're recording a new version for the, you know, for the mm. brand or whatever. Like, because those motherfuckers grew up watching NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and they want to bring them back and have them in their commercial. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it was just one of those, like, it might be obvious to some people that like, yeah, obviously that's why this happens. But what to me, 23, 24 years old, that like blew my fucking mind when I put all that together. And I'm like, that explains so much. That answers so many questions of when I was a kid watching commercials. And it- it might be another reason why those iPod commercials are so iconic is because they were using songs modern. that were new at the time. Yeah. They were using modern rock songs and, and it so connected it got, with the youth. Yeah. And it, there wasn't any, you know, I don't think there was a lot of parents buying iPods for themselves. It was all the fucking teenagers that wanted iPods. Yeah. And, and Apple has a history of really iconic advertising. So that was just like, they, they always were kind of ahead of the curve. They knew they've always been really smart about what they were doing with advertising. Yeah, for sure. For a long time. All right. Give me Uh, one more. Give me one more song. All right. I got one more for you. This is from a Heineken commercial. Um, it, it, it's not the kind of Heineken commercial you're thinking of though. It kind of is. It's just this guy going around a, a very, <laughs> it's, it's a dude going around a very fantastical party. A lot of stuff's happening, and he's being sly and like an expert and doing everything smoothly and very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And the song they used for it was "Golden Age" by the Asteroids Galaxy Tour. Um, yeah, I don't. I definitely have to look that one up. Yeah, I, it's. I don't think you're going to recognize it if you don't hear it. But it's a very. It's kind of a swing hop kind of thing it sounds like it's it's an old song with a modern little twist on it modern being of course like the mid 2000s or whenever this uh video came out 
going through the but, commercial right now. Let me see. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely know that song. What what commercial was that? It was Heineken. That was a Heineken commercial where the yeah. dude was just going around being smooth. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember this. He was like walking through a bar, right? He was walking through an eccentric party and he was just like being a magician uh, and then like juggling three apples or whatever. Um, it was basically like right. the most interesting man in the world. Kind that's of right. Yeah, this dude just had like the most riz of anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in existence. And so he was like, well, this guy drinks Heineken. Why don't you? Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was, Are you? The commercial was kind of oldie. It kind of felt like uh, like a thing from the 20s, I guess. The golden mm-hmm. era. Why they use a song. The golden age. Sounds like it. I think it fit, fit perfectly. It's very catchy. I do not know a single other song by this group uh, whatsoever. But I think I might check them out. I don't know. This is one of the ones that uh, I went through like lists on YouTube and I heard it and I'm like, oh my God, yes. I used to remember uh, like being really excited whenever this commercial came on so I could like hear the song. I feel like you should definitely check them out because they sound like right up your alley. They may, they may just be. We, yeah. we might do an album by them soon. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They're, that song is like super Gatsby, you know, swing flapper girl type music yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it is kind of like caravan palace but a little more subdued it they're a little less like heavy put yeah, like spreading the like, sauce on it yeah caravan palace is is like electronic gatsby music swing music or whatever it's it's a whole different thing uh i definitely remember that commercial though that's awesome yeah and and so i i think they're it, it, these are the three songs that like that that most stood out to me and it just so happens that every single commercial i also liked so i can only imagine that even if i didn't consciously think of it the thing that was happening in the commercial enhanced the song for me and right i i kind of always associate these songs with those commercials and so they they, the company did exactly what they wanted to do to me they got mm. their fucking hooks in me, but damn, <laughs> sometimes people can choose pretty good songs. When have you have you ever bought a Heineken? I've never had Heineken, um, and I never bought a Kia Soul, unfortunately. Right, so it didn't really work that much on you. No, um, and no. I bought an iPod because everyone bought an iPod. God, I don't I think that was because iPod. of the commercial necessarily. Yeah, I miss my iPod a lot. What you know, it's interesting. I looked up that song um, that you're just the Golden Age. I yeah. looked up on YouTube, and they have like forty thousand subscribers on their YouTube. That song has over ten million plays. Damn. Yeah. So, that. I mean, people know it because of that commercial. Makes sense. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think of like one more specific song. Trying to think of like a modern commercial right now that has a song that I'm just like, why did they use that? That's so weird. I, I mean, I distinctly remembering. I thought you might bring up something of the like Lady Gaga variety of mm. that kind of era of pop, uh, bad romance specifically being one that I've seen in a lot of commercials. Okay, you know what I remember hearing in a lot of commercials around that time was Black Eyed Peas. Those motherfuckers sold out as quickly as he could. I'll tell you. Okay, here's another very specific 
song plus commercial memory of mine. Uh, the Transplants. Diamonds and Guns. Diamonds and Guns. Yep. That yep. Was, that was in a Garnier commercial, a fucking shampoo commercial. Oh, man, fuck. Yeah, I think... I think that might be how I found that song and why I knew who the transplants were. And that like Travis Barker is the drummer for it with the uh, dude from Rancid. Yep. Travis Barker drummed uh, fucking uh, Armstrong. Tim Armstrong was this was one of the vocalists and guitars. And then they had a rapper who like hasn't the rapper has done anything else other than transplants. He was never very good, but yeah, I, In my group of friends, like we were so into Rancid when Transplants came out that all my friends felt like they kind of automatically just dug them and liked them, and I never liked them. Uh, and then that song was in a commercial, and I was it, I double fucking didn't like them after that. I was like, dude, I can't believe y'all just immediately were just you know I'm sure that check was fat, but I'm at the time I was just like I was so obsessed with the whole sellout thing when I was in a punk band you know punk ska that i was yeah, like it's 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 just one of those things that's so important back then at the time it's like why when you know in high school did, did i have so much integrity well cuz like i i assume for you it's the same for me that i imagine myself like oh in like two or three years i'm going to be famous i'm it's just going to happen and so i want to keep my integrity yeah. now so in my documentary yeah. I can say, I said no. I was on my own terms. You know? Yeah. That was definitely part of it. <clears throat> I definitely felt like I was going to do something in music eventually, and I would be the one to be like, no, fuck you. I'm not taking that million dollars for you to put my song in your toilet paper commercial or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, jokes then, on us. Jokes on us, because <laughs> how many times did we say when we were in a band together that I was just like, dude, I wish I could fucking sell out, man. I wish I, I could sell out. I would do it any day of the fucking week. Because it's not any selling day. out. It's not like making money is not selling out. Getting rewarded for your music, getting like monetary compensation for your work is not selling out. It's like selling out I, is just a stupid, like immature, con- naive, honestly, more than immature concept. I think it's, well, I think it's based in something that we've kind of lost track of. Um, that I was kind of exposed to. I, I I I was watching this uh, TV series about these famous TikTok stars, right? I know you don't mm. get on TikTok, probably. Wait, is it that reality um, show with those two girls? The sisters? Yeah, it's with those two girls. It's the sisters. I heard, um, I heard about For this. the life of me, can't remember what their fucking names were. Yeah. Um, and there was an episode where they their manager went over their schedules, right? Um, And you look in the schedules. These are the schedules for like the next three years of their lives. Every day there's like something written down. There's, there's a to do every week of the next three years. And I think that is selling out that right there is when you sell out your time, you're no longer, you no longer have the freedom to say no to something you don't want to do. And I, I mean, imagine, imagine having the next three years of your life planned by the hour. That's it's, it's 
and it wasn't just, <clears throat> it's not just that, that they're planning the next three years in terms of like, you're going to go to this engagement. You're going to get involved with this sponsorship or whatever. They're like, their managers were literally telling them, you're going to start a clothing brand. We're going to expand yeah. and we're going to start a clothing brand. You know, we're going to expand and yeah. we're going to start selling makeup and like all that shit. And they're just like, okay, okay. And just yeah. put your name on it. You know, that is why I've lost a lot of respect for Snoop. Uh, yeah, just because he's put his face on every single thing you can imagine. He's like the kiss. He's such of, a, uh, he's such a hoe. Like, it's just, you're just willing to put your name on anything. And <clears throat> I don't think I would be necessarily as hard on him if the things that he endorsed or put his name on were actually quality products. But I think exclusively, universally, almost 100% of the stuff that he says, like, he endorses or he puts his name on it fucking sucks. And at this point, even now, his even his features have lost so much value, in my opinion, that when you see that Snoop Dogg is featured on a song from an artist that you've never heard of, I've learned my lesson now at this point that I'm just like, does not mean at all that that artist is good. It just means that Snoop is willing to take a fucking check for a feature. And it's not for, an endorsement. Features used to be endorsements back in the day. When a, someone would, was I, on a feature of, a, of an unknown artist, that was them signing, being like, I endorse this guy. I think he's fucking cool. I mean, they still are. Uh, let's let's not, not get too are. tangled up in the webs here. Like, uh, it, I'm talking about, I'm still, about Snoop specifically. Snoop's features are not Snoop, endorsements. Snoop specifically, I think, is a an exception that proves the rule. Um, mm-hmm. Like we were just talking about how Jid got Lil Wayne feature and how that's it. That's an so, very much a sign off, right? Very much a sign off. Yes, hundred <clears throat> percent. Because Jid is not. But that's the thing is like, if Snoop was on songs, if he was featured on songs with artists that were actually good. It wouldn't feel he, his his feature wouldn't feel so empty and yeah. uh, almost like cynical to me, where it's just like Snoop. Snoop hasn't written a good song in a long time. Like we can just go ahead and say that. But just if you're going to do 16 bars on someone's song, you're not going to fucking try, you know, and, it, and, and you're not even going to be discerning about who you're performing with. It's just like it's it, it devalues your brand. And everything that he endorses that is shitty only devalues your brand unless a bunch of people are just idiots and just fucking buy it and don't have people who buy it also don't have discerning taste. So what do they care? Like it's, you know, that it's fine. His, his wine is fine, even though it's disgusting. It's, it's just, I, I'm not sure why Snoop does things the way he does things. He's, he's been pretty set for a very long time. Um, He doesn't need to be so active in all of these new shows and products and uh, like wine and clothing and uh, but he does for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. why. I I don't know. It's disappointing. And it's and he seems like one of those guys that is just like, uh, who can we get? Who can we get? I think we can get Snoop. It's like, yeah, you can get Snoop. (laughs) 
Like he does fucking Bic commercials and Corona and he, he has like his own version of a smokeless fire pit and he has wine and, and shitty vaporizers and just, he doesn't care. He's just like, whatever, write me a check and put my name on it. I don't give a shit, you know? And to me, I'm just like, that's what always bothered me when I was growing up, when I was talking about sellouts, whenever I would hear people's songs and commercials, because I'm like, dude, does Led Zeppelin sign off on this, you know, Chevrolet Silverado? Does does Robert Plant just love, you know, fucking uh, crunch bars or do they just yeah. not give a shit? And they're just like, just give me my money. And because to me, a, a song being a commercial is an endorsement of that product or it should be. People should care about the things that you're associating your, your brand with. And it people don't seem to give a shit. At the end of the day, for bands like that. They're only playing to fans. They play concerts for fans and they don't, they don't hear any of the backlash from them. Like, Oh, you sold out on a Toyota commercial. They don't yeah, see any of that. They don't care. All they get is money. And that's true. it's like, you hear Led Zepp. I don't know. You hear Led Zeppelin on a fucking Toyota commercial to me, that wouldn't be them selling out. It would just be them being old they pass off their rights to someone else who wants to, who would rather deal with it than them. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's the kind of the whole thing that happened with, uh, the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon prime was, uh, the people who control Tolkien's, uh, what do you call it? The properties, I guess, whoever control, whoever has like ownership of it. Tolkien, I think specifically said that he didn't want, his stuff to be sold to, you know, like a, a someone like an Amazon, but yeah. the people who owned it were just like, yo, we want money and they're willing to give us a billion dollars for, you know, the, the three random side bitch books that Tolkien wrote about, you know, middle earth, like not, not even Lord of the Rings or anything. And they're just like, fuck it. And then, and then we're going to make the show and the show sucked apparently. And it's just like, and then now you just devalued. Oh, you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it, even though okay. a lot of it. To be summarized really quick, there was a lot of names in places. It was all a lot of callbacks. Um, yeah, most uh, of the characters like seems like you had to know who they were already going into the series. Anyway, yeah. keep go on. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm just saying, like to me, the fact that it was uh, a lot of critics didn't like the show. I never watched it. I have a couple of friends who are really into Lord of the Rings that hated the show. And, sure. um, and it wasn't cause there was a black elf. All right. Like, there's, there's nothing. Now there's anything wrong with a black I, elf. Who brought that up? What the fuck? Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> what you are you oh, covering oh, people here? were fucking pissed about that. People were pissed that there was I, anyone of color in the show because Tolkien didn't include anyone of color in his, in his writing. So they were like, this isn't, this isn't accurate to the source material. These are all, uh, DEI or whatever fucking, you know, hires and blah, blah. And it was just like, so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, people hated that show. And to me, I'm just like, all it does is devalue your brand. So 10 minutes ago, I said, I, you know, that we couldn't wait to sell out. We would have loved to have sold out whenever me and you were in a band together, but it's like, I still would have been, I wouldn't have just sold our music or the rights to a song or whatever or licensed our song to just anything i wouldn't have done that sure i i if you're an if you're an active musician i don't know how much time you can take to 
approve of a mass a massive quantity of requests for things like that though like, oh sure if you're someone like a like a rihanna or a drake or whatever it's I like mean, even just like if you're uh lupe fiasco or um i don't know uh what are some guys that are kind of happening but not too popular i don't know but i don't know I mean, like just, kanye music is in a lot of commercials just like think of all the local commercials that don't get hosted anywhere out of texas Right, yeah. and they use a copyright song. Imagine happening that happening in all fifty states, in all the cities. Imagine how many requests, how many emails you must be getting. Uh, I think at some point you just say yes or no to all, or I don't know. You get a discerning friend. <laughs> a so discerning I, friend. They're called a manager or an agent. I guess <laughs> <you're> discerning. <laughs> but I, I think I would, I would still sell out. I would do. It. I I would too, but I don't know. It would have to be with terms. Um, but I think we've exhausted this topic. Maybe so. Guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, what are some songs that you remember from commercials when you were a kid, or and it, it it could be songs like me that you hated because they were in a commercial, or songs like Ash that ended up uh, showing you songs that you liked. Let us know. We're going to have a Q&A. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a little thing that you can answer if you want to answer one of our questions on Spotify uh, while you're listening to the show. But uh, check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, you can watch our video on YouTube. We have a whole bunch of episodes, a whole backlog that you guys can go check out of chit chats and of album reviews, which is what we usually do. Um, follow us on YouTube also. And subscribe to all the podcast things. Ash, is there a? Do you have a closing statement? Do you have a, a something that you want to? You know, when it comes to commercials and music, or you know, do you want to do your your fucking Tony Robbins? No, no, I, I <laughs> that you sometimes I, do at the end of our episodes. I want to be. I want to be mindful. I want to keep the energy up. I want to end it strong. So what okay. I want to say. Man, just find a reason to live. Just find a reason to keep going, y'all. Like we can just take it day by day. Honestly, sometimes you just like look into the void, and there's not there's like only darkness staring back at you. You know, and all we can do is try to look for a reason to keep going. Ed, did you want to say anything or? <laughs> Bye, buddy. Oh my god, you have your prescription antidepressants. This is my uh, this is my antidepressant and also my depressant, two in one. I more bang for your buck, baby. Uh, How can you be antidepressed if you're not depressed first? Ah, You know what I'm saying. Just say goodbye. Bye, bye. Bye, Bye, y'all. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bye.